0: Welcome to the Good to Growth Podcast on Nonprofit Hub Radio. I'm your host, Katie Apple. I'm the Executive Director of Do More Good and Nonprofit Hub. One of my favorite job duties is hosting this podcast. Each week, I get to talk to nonprofit leaders, influencers, and innovators who are changing the sector. You see, we know that you're already doing good. We've designed this podcast to help nonprofits who are doing good to find new ways and new resources to grow. So tune in weekly, spread the news, and share the resources we share with you. We look forward to helping you move from good to growth.
1: We'd like to thank ActBlue Charities for sponsoring today's episode of the Good to Growth podcast. ActBlue Charities offers cutting-edge fundraising tools so you can harness the power of grassroots online fundraising. ActBlue Charities' tools are available at no cost, and their team of fundraising experts is always there to help. Learn more about ActBlue Charities' easy-to-use platform at actblue.com abcharities. That's actblue.com abcharities.
0: think is better a sponsorship for an event or program or a straight gift now it's arguable either way but I'm going to lean towards a straight gift less work involved less exchange I mean you have to give something in exchange for sponsorship Today, I'm talking to Stephanie Brown, a certified fundraising executive who has sat on both sides of the table, both working for nonprofits and leading their fundraising efforts, as well as administrating a corporate giving program. She is going to share with us some insight not only into why a straight support gift might be better, but also how this has become a trend in corporate giving following the COVID-19 pandemic. This is sure to be an interesting conversation. Let's hear what she has to say. Stephanie, tell us a little bit about yourself, maybe how you got into fundraising. Yeah, certainly. Thank you so much for having me today, Katie. Um, So my
2: story, uh, I think, is a little bit of an unusual one. I am a law school dropout and my mother still hasn't forgiven me for that. But she did come to realize that I think I'm born and bred for nonprofits. I gravitated to it while I was working part time at the Ronald McDonald House. And then I just switched from law school to business administration. I really felt like there was a lot of things and a lot of challenges that I could be putting my time time and attention to. And I didn't know exactly that I was going into fundraising. I just knew that I wanted to get up every day and have more than a paycheck to work for, more than just the little bit of the world that I needed to take in. So I went off to back to college, got my business administration diploma, and um, it sort of morphed into working with databases and gravitating into that fundraising stream. Eventually, I did work um, very in-depth on uh, corporate portfolios and, and all of the corporate giving models that can go along with that. And I just found that... In the nonprofit sector, I love that you can wear so many hats and that is absolutely why I am here doing what I'm doing. But most recently, my my story shifted a little bit because I was given the chance to work for my very first corporate setting, my very first corporate team at a little organization called Cambio, which is a social giving platform. And they took me on yet another awesome journey of learning. And I'm a big lifelong learner. I don't think anybody can ever say that they know what they know and they've done learning you you should always find they can but then they're (laughs)
0: foolish so
2: yeah yeah But for me it was my my first corporate job and it was also my chance to put on the other side of those lenses and see it from that angle and i you know i had been the person asking for corporate support but i had never been the person who was asked right as you're sitting on the other side of the table and taking it all in and it really reaffirmed for me the need to strengthen the bond between the the nonprofits and the corporate world i think that's something that's incredibly important pre covid during covid and post covid um and it's something that i can't. Continue to to put a lot of time and energy into my daily giving.
0: That's that is a great background having that perspective from both sides of the table. And I should tell you, you are not the first law school dropout that I've met doing <laughs> cause work. I, I'm actually startled by how many um, people I come across that they they start down that path, or sometimes they even have a whole career. In the legal field, and then they end up doing cause work. So, yeah, I came to the light side. We we will take you. We're glad you're here. I think I was also like I went slightly
2: into less debt. If I had gone through the whole law school thing and then switched to causes, my my debt cycle would have been a little bit higher than.
0: Amen <laughs> to that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well let's let's dig into this um, this most recent experience you've had and corporate giving. What, what are we missing? Um, now that you've sat on that other side of the table, what are some things you wish nonprofits knew about corporations when they're making the decision to support an organization? I think for nonprofits, it seems, and I'm
2: kind of going to go back and quote a board member, a previous board member of mine from the nonprofit sector, was really frustrated and venting to me one day about how hard it was to find that new corporate source of giving. And, you know, they said they're like, well, they should just give us the money. Like, we're good. We are doing good things. And I was like, well but that's not their purpose. That's not, you know, they're not an ATM. They're not here to just dish out money for you. Um, It's all about building that rapport and that relationship building. And I think some of the nonprofits that I have come across personally, they miss that. They miss that gentle reminder that corporations still need a little bit of love and care in that relationship building. And we do it so naturally with people. It just happens through conversation and storytelling. But the corporate giving world, Wants some of that personal connection, but you need to do it in a sort of condensed, manageable time frame because they've got their agenda and they're rolling through their daily life, and their corporate giving and sometimes even their corporate social responsibility is just a little check mark on a box. So that they're you know they're running through their their goals
0: and strategic motions just like we are but from a completely different perspective. I I can see that. Um, I had a board member, actually I've had multiple board members say this, and I've heard other nonprofits say it, like who wouldn't want to support us? Who wouldn't want to give money to our organization? And I think that kind of values judgment that we put on corporations sometimes that they're bad or they don't care because their vision for their giving is not aligned with ours I think it's a miss and you're totally right. We got to build that relationship. So next question, and this is, um, I, I'm curious on my own to hear this because it's a question we often get. How do you get your foot in the door? How do you get the right person to pick up the phone or answer the email or just engage?
2: Yeah, uh, persistence and perseverance, of course, but I also think that the one of the more recent trends that I've been keeping in tune with is the gentle switch or not so gentle switch that we had mm-hmm. from When you would approach corporations, you often would go from the sponsorships perspectives. That's usually where if you had no corporate giving background experience, you would say, well, okay, well, I have a great event coming up and I've got these great sponsorship packages. And then the last few years, our events tanked and we're all staring here going, oh my gosh, we've got no events, we've got no sponsorships. How, what now? Like, And so the lucky ones that I would hear stories about, their nonprofit uh, corporate supporters would say, okay, well, we're just going to, we had already budgeted for this sponsorship. We're just going to gift you this this money. Mm-hmm. And I think what we needed to do at that moment was have that light bulb moment where we say, okay, well, it's no longer a sponsorship. It's just a straight out gift. And you translate and you work through that that mentality a little bit differently. Sponsorships are very much a give and take. They have expectations on you; you have expectations on them. And then you can't forget that gifts are are something that's much more personable. And with every gift that's given, especially in you know corporate philanthropy, I think what we fail to do as nonprofits is remind them and tell them the story of the impact. And uh, and so if you do that and you do that well you're really planting your seed into the hearts of each one of those employees. And so then that way you can go back to that person, you can go back to that team and you can continue to work and foster that, that growth of that a relationship to get you to um, future, bigger, hopefully, opportunities.
1: Hi, this is Kevin Burgess, the editor of the Good to Growth podcast. Your organization's mission is essential which means your fundraising program is too. No one understands that better than ActBlue Charities. ActBlue Charities offers cutting edge fundraising tools so you can harness the power of grassroots online fundraising. Their easy to use platform allows you to create donation forms you can send in an email or share on social media. That means when your mission resonates, your supporters can give in just a few clicks. You'll also have access to an intuitive dashboard that makes interpreting and downloading your contribution data easy. You can strengthen your recurring program, run simple A/B tests, and build a more informed relationship with your supporters. ActBlue Charities' tools are available at no cost, and the team of fundraising experts is always there to help. So head over to actblue.com/abcharities to get set up. That's actblue.com/abcharities. One more time, actblue.com/abcharities. Now, here's Katie and the rest of her conversation with Stephanie Brown.
0: Stephanie, I'm, I'm intrigued by the whole notion of moving from sponsorship to straight support because it seems more durable. It seems more relationship-based and like it would actually um, maybe lead to further growth in the the relationship and further support. Am I right on that or wrong? I mean, I am seeing some of that for sure. Um, in my work with Gambio, they do a great
2: deal of attention and detail on the corporate social responsibility portfolios, but from the corporate's perspective. So they are there to help corporations do a better job of managing and owning and or, or even kickstarting that because a lot of organizations are realizing that. Um, and I think the why behind this all stems from this whole great departure topic. So a lot of corporations are realizing that if they want to retain the talent, one of the easiest, most organic ways to do that is to tune in to each employee's preferences in their philanthropic life. Mm -hmm. So if your employees um, are giving to organizations that maybe aren't already aligned with your corporation, what do you do? Do you change your culture to match your employees or do you just go the way they used to, which was here's the employee giving form, opt in, it's coming off your payroll and the employees would just, and then tune out. With the new things that we're seeing, we're seeing that donors are more smarter and strategically aware of where their donations are going than they ever were before. I think those old employee giving portals where you just logged in and set up something and then set it and forget it are probably going to disperse. And I will miss them. (laughs) I think doing a better job of finding out what those employees are doing with their philanthropic dollars is really going to inspire the corporate support to follow suit. And I'm really excited about that.
0: I recently interviewed um, Diana Rixi. She's the, the visionary behind Bond which is like a volunteer platform that matches yeah. employees with um, volunteer opportunities based on their, their own gifts and interests and preferences. So very similar to what you're talking about, but with volunteerism. And she shared the same thing that corporations see that this is what employees want, and it's also what the public wants. I think we're all kind of past the, like you said, the giving form. Or I hate, I hate to call out an organization, but the United Way model, where we're all designating a portion of our paycheck, but the CEO is handing over, you know, yes. this, this donation on behalf of the corporation. There's there's a better way. Absolutely. So if an organization has a relationship right now with a corporate sponsor, say they're sponsoring an event or a program, what other ways can they go about helping to get that corporate corporation to shift their support to a straight gift to something mm-hmm. more mission aligned? For me, I think one of the things I would try first, if I already have a corporate
2: supporter and they've uh, either been supporting me or maybe they're a new supporter, uh, you want to try and get as many interactions with the employees going as possible. So if, you're, if your um, programs are such that you can bring in the, the corporate teams to do the corporate volunteer days, uh, that's a really easy, natural way to do it without forcing it. So get them into your facilities, get them out into the communities with you um, and start mm-hmm. to learn their stories and take in their conversations. Um, I always tease, you never know when you're going to find your next board member. So you get those employees out and then lo and behold, poof, you've got a a financial advisor who's going to become your treasurer or who knows where the the story may lead after that. But I think from there, you're going to be able to take in a lot more stories. And I am a very forward fundraiser. I will ask you if I'm curious, I will ask you about everything to do with anything that I want to know about. But usually I try and do it in a conversational setting. And I think like you talked about with your previous guest, corporate volunteering is, is huge. It's, it's the spark for so many opportunities that we are still uh, maybe not taking
0: advantage of to the best of our ability in the nonprofit sector. So what can nonprofits learn from companies who are delving into social impact? Because now we, I mean, we see corporations starting their own nonprofits all the time or starting social impact ventures and we always coach them you know try to work with somebody who's already out there but a lot of the the marketing and the branding approaches that corporations are taking with regard to impact i think are setting trends that nonprofits should be watching mm-hmm. do you see that as well
2: yeah i mean if i have the chance to to give advice to companies who are who are exploring this or considering this, don't, don't start a nonprofit. Don't do it. It's a terrible idea. Um, I can usually just, you know, solve that with a, with a question, which is, you know, is it more efficient to learn something new alone with no experience or is it more efficient to find an experienced peer who's lived it and breathed it and learn from them to grow and meet your goals together? And I, I mean, I don't even need to answer that, right?
1: Yeah. But yeah. Um, it's
2: also, for corporations, the investment. I'm like, holy smokes. The investment of kickstarting a whole new pro- you know, nonprofit or foundation, even if it is with the best of intentions, it's already mm-hmm. been done. There's already a cause out there waiting for you to either get involved with them, start reaching out and learning from them. And uh, if they're staying in tune with their employee giving patterns – then you take the the poll to your employees and you say, what's important to you and where can we go to make an impact on your behalf? And, you know, you get that lovely synergy going of nonprofits supporting corporations and corporations supporting nonprofits. And uh, I think there's
0: a lot more that both sides could be doing to support each other. I I always sense some skepticism when companies start their own foundation because I think the public sometimes perceives it as a tax shelter or, you know, something else. Self interest driven, whereas when you partner with an existing nonprofit, that's a collaboration. That's beautiful.
2: It is. And I was somebody from the corporate giving world on the nonprofit side. I always, I always go to the government sources and I will open up all the charity portfolios and they, you like charities have to share everything yep. you can yeah. go to the, you know, you've got in the CRA world here in Canada, or there's a whole bunch of different organizations that do the same thing for the U S corporation or U S nonprofits, uh, go and take a peek at their financial statements, go and take a peek at their reports and see if they have had a good rapport and a good history. And you'll learn a little bit about their integrity as an organization. If you're a corporation trying to find that cause, you don't have to do it blindly. You know, you don't have to go, oh, you know, I'm just going to support animals. Let's find an animals like you don't have to be blind. Like that's one of the perks of being in that position. Donors can do it. So corporations can do it, too.
0: Okay, we always have a segment in this program where we ask our guests for a bit of good news for the nonprofit sector. So this could be a trend you see happening, um, something you see coming into our into our future, a good story, um, just a bit of good news.
2: I think the good news that I've been watching and I, I, again, I've been on vacation for a little while, so i deliberately tuned out the news. But the one that I have been keeping an ear out for is that inflation is dropping, Mm -hmm. which seems so like, Uh, but at the same time, I think we all breathe that little sigh of relief and it can come in like the smallest little things. I go to the gas pump. And I side-eye the, oh gosh, like inflation impacts us all. And I think that's, it's going to be that nice mental break when it lightens up a little bit, but it's also for me, September's back to school season. So You're a parent you're like already in the victory dance mode but it like for somebody who's a lifelong learner I've already scoped out some night courses maybe so like and I encourage everybody go go learn something new go find something and it was this time last year where I um my husband came home from work and I spontaneously was like I booked my exam he goes exam for what? What are, you, what are you in now? What are you doing now? And I was like, I booked my fundraising exam. I'm going to do my CFRE. I'm going to do it. I keep saying, I'll do it later. I'll do it someday. I'll do it later. And then finally I was like, what am I waiting for? And so that was my like September light bulb moment where I was like, what are you waiting for? Go learn, go get out there. So that was my, I love this time of year for that.
0: We see such a ramp up in the attendance of our webinars and downloads of guides around August and September. And I think it is that, that it's that continuous learning back to school vibe. How am I going to improve myself this year? So you're not alone. I think that is a true nonprofit sector trend.
2: And I think we're more likely to stick to new things now in September than we are with New Year's resolutions later in January.
0: (laughs) when We have leftover Christmas cookies like right in front of us. Yeah, I agree. I agree. (laughs) Stephanie, thank you so much. You have been a fantastic guest. So many great insights um, and valuable experience. We, We really appreciate your time. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Katie, for having me. a great conversation with stephanie i think she is on to something with her theories about corporate giving if you are looking to connect with more corporate donors if you are looking to grow that portion of your program i would encourage you to do a couple things Um, we have a ton of free resources on corporate giving at the nonprofithub.org website so i would highly encourage that you just search those terms and check out the podcasts articles guides all there is but we also have a grant writing course that I think is super valuable for those who are starting their corporate giving program with grants. Um, These are private corporate foundations that maybe give small or mid-sized grants to nonprofits. If that is something that you are in the midst of pursuing or even considering, check out our grant writing basics course. It'll help you nail down the language, the process, and what to expect as you embark on this. As always, we also encourage you to join the Cause Network, our nonprofit membership program. Check it all out at nonprofithub.org. Thanks for joining us for today's episode. For more tools, tips, and techniques on fundraising, marketing, and all things nonprofit, be sure to check out nonprofithub.org. We hope you'll join us next week for another episode of the Good to Growth podcast on Nonprofit Hub Radio.